0: save his people from their sins. And uh, added a little bit to there as well that in, in life and death and resurrection Jesus lives up to his name. Uh, some of it uh, was uh, thought of the Christmas season because you really don't want to uh, say goodbye to, to, push to the Christmas season so kind of carrying it into Lent and and Easter, and then then of course uh, the the way the themes work for the liturgical year, and uh, the themes of our salvation, the the, the two go together with Christmas and and Easter, our Lord's body, his conception, his mother's womb, his birth, and and then of course it's that body that's uh, that's crucified on on Good Friday. I I thought that... some of these, you probably see some of these Nachal Torah, and uh, I, I was going to read this one uh, scripture passage in in the book that i got. So there's also also this book that you can follow along. We have if you don't have, have one, get at the back and you can take these for yourself. And I said, "Oh, that that's uh, they've already done that for me." So they, the editors from uh, the Nachal they already kind of resonate with that same that same scripture. So, so here it is, from the Philippians. Who being in the very nature of God, so Jesus in his essence and his being, his, every every way in which he would, he would speak of of, uh, of the divine as, as God, he did not consider equality with God. So that, that great humility right there, that the uh, life of an angel perhaps might seem to be higher than the life of a human being. Right, that became a problem for some of the angels. But Jesus himself is obedient to God in his humility. Something to be it's not something to be used to his own advantage. Rather he made himself nothing. And took the form of a slave. Sometimes we have our prayers for the we'll say that uh, he who is rich becomes poor so that we who are poor should become rich. You know, he he who is eternal becomes mortal so that, so that he could gain eternal life after our physical, physical life, took the form of a slave, being made in the likeness of man. And being found in appearance as a man, as a human being and, and, and a biological man, he humbled himself obediently, accepting even death, death. On a cross, so that becomes a, a, such an essential principle of Christianity of voluntary self-sacrifice, as, as opposed to other and religions that that, uh, that they they voluntarily sacrifice you. It's, it's a real start uh, and a blessing, a liberation in, in the whole world of, of bad religion and good religion that, that we that we we are in, and that way Having you know, all we're on the side of, of a good religion of, of this voluntary self-sacrifice of, of Christ. And then he'll apply it even, even to us as well, but when he'll say, No greater love is there than this, that a man lay down his life for for his friends. So the death on, on the cross becomes really everything we want to learn about humanity, about what it means to be to be in, in, in essence. Uh, f- the fullness of, of a human being that we learn from Christ freely faithful to it to the end totally and, and there's this fruitfulness too that, that comes of it uh, that for us that we are we are his people so when when we have this phrase or this uh, the title that Jesus lives up to his name and the name of Jesus the one who saved his people from their sins and so acknowledging that the whole world of of, of sin and moral good and moral evil and, and fleeing from evil and doing good all of that that we, we embody in the sacraments for example the sacrament of confession or reconciliation, repentance or how, how we call it that uh, we, we are his inheritance now and from every generation that there may be just as Mary says well, from generation to generation will come and bless and so for us to be in every generation to be the inheritance of, of Jesus Christ therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name so really in, in all of those ways in which we say that the name of Jesus Christ is healing liberating, life giving the, the way St. Saint, Saint John the Evangelist ends, ends his gospel and so that you may have life in, in his name and so that Jesus is, so that at Jesus, every name should be in heaven and on earth and under the earth. So the way we kind of learn about the you know, heaven and earth and under the earth, and on, on Friday and Saturday, Holy Saturday, Jesus goes in to, to destroy the gates of, of death. And every tongue proclaim to the glory of God the Father jesus christ is is lord so again one of these titles that, that we give we give to him and bringing glory uh, to god in every time I proclaim so whether it's in english or ukrainian or latin or, or greek uh, and uh, in every individual as well just as we were uh, that, that prayer uh, the father was leading that that uh, you know god does not desire that death of a sinner but that every every, every person be be saved so, so that uh, uh, passage to become kind of kind of scriptural basis for for some of uh, for, or yeah, what I'd like to share with you that I, that I found meaningful in, in preparation uh, for for this Lent. you have uh, on the Sunday before Lent starts. And there's a passage of uh, where your heart, where your treasure is. That, that's where your heart will be. And then, uh, there's uh, later on, in uh, as life progresses, there's there's a phrase, What profit does a man gain if he wins the whole world but loses his immortal soul? And and then we're going to be meditating on, on the betrayal of Jesus by, by Judas, and all, all of those those things. And, and it struck me this year that the, the, the two can imagine Jesus saying, saying that in, in Judas's presence, that that where your heart, where your treasure is, that's where your heart would be, and and so even though our, our Lord doesn't intervene to try and save Judas, you, you can see that he's still trying to to, to to give the message to him that way, and uh, and then this other one: does it profit a man to gain the whole world but to lose his immortal soul? So you can imagine that also being being uh, addressed addressed in a very very subtle, very sophisticated uh, way of. Uh, also making making this message meant for for those that were hearing him and those for us but but also also and i remember getting pretty excited about saying hey look look how he's trying to save everyone and the phrase of the, the one word of glory and i wanted to spend a little bit of time on, on, that, on that word um, that jesus says to his father In prayer, I have brought glory to you. I will bring glory to your name once more. So in his his life and his faithfulness after baptism by John and overcoming those three temptations and then uh, resolving himself to to experience the passion of the uh, the way of the cross and the suffering on the cross. And so that... uh, Wanted to work on that a little bit because I've noticed that some of the teachers in the church of so the folks, for example, they'll do it, but pick one word and, and write an entire entire books on it. This pope Bennett, the sixteenth, wrote an entire book on hope, and then we we have it at the end of our Divine Liturgy. And uh, when that book came out a decade or so ago, finishing in the Divine Liturgy, you know, Christ, our God, our hope. And uh, and I realized, oh, look what That he's, he's taken, his, he's taken a word and, and really, really ex- explained it in in uh, in, in many words. Know when I was a student, so you're an undergrad and you kind of learn about the world of, of graduate studies, of PhD studies. One one uh, Roman Catholic, he was he was actually uh, well, one one Roman Catholic, or sorry, Roman Catholic, person He was uh, a PhD, and he goes, "Look, oh, you know, oh, a whole book on, on one word from, from the Old Testament. And so, so so after that, I'm saying, Oh, what words are there, Lord, that, that we could really, really just focus on? And, and so that is, is one of them. That when we say, Glory be to the Father, in terms of the blessed Trinity, right? And the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and in, in, in time and place and culture, and, and for eternity, now and forever and ever, and uh, 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 during death. Uh, Especially the Friday, we'll be doing that with that phrase, you know, "Glory to Your Passion, O Lord, Glory to Your Long Suffering," and that, that really makes nice melody that we have, you know, that yeah, on, star, for most, really, really, the way the way the church uh, uh, individuals being inspired over the <coughs> over the generations to act, you know, to combine the cultural part uh, that way with uh, with prayer. And there's also other references abraham and god's glory that when god is passing abraham has to be hidden so he doesn't die and then we have a counterpart that way that mary is, is jesus's mother and, and she she doesn't die, that we can see we can see the face of god and live because of mary and we have different places especially uh, from matins for glory to god in the highest and on earth, peace among men, goodwill, and that's also very much a, a Christmas, a Christmas theme. That God deserves glory, and we're giving it to you. There's there's this one little very introduction before that doxology that's only used during Lent, and and so i found that interesting, that, that as part of our preparation for Easter, we're asked to to add something like that. That. Um, of God, you deserve glory and to you. In other words, he's a humility that we acknowledge that we are his creation. He's God and, and we're creation. Not that we're trying to be God or divine, uh, usurping his His authority. Because people do that in government and throughout, you know, Adam and Eve wanted to do that, the Tower of Babel. But even in, even in Canadian society, in our life, you can see. Uh, instances of of that. And so so a real important Christian principle that way too that's to acknowledge that we're we're creation and he's and he's God. We compare Mary with the cherubim and seraphim, in contrast to those who are unable to contain God's glory, covering their eyes and their wings as they perform the duties at the altar, unlike Abraham hiding behind a boulder so as not to die at the sight of God's glory, Mary, as Jesus's mother was constantly gazing upon God's glory in the person of Jesus, and further uh, holding holding him in, in her arms. And in the Jewish culture, would have been kind of like a great culture, we have all these tender lullabies and stuff. You can imagine her her singing lullabies uh, uh, to Jesus. I mentioned yesterday that um, one of the, one of the translations that I, I have in here. To one of the in Ukraine, who's a chaplain, uh, Father uh, Zelensky, and, he, and, and wanting to, to kind of acknowledge that, way that here we are in Katuna, and, and all of that that's going on in, uh, in Ukraine will be really, in a lot of ways, equivalent to the state of Saskatchewan in the 1940s, you know, when my dad was in the army in, in Italy, in the Italian campaign. And uh, the Second World War, you're going about your life here, and then afterwards you read about the type of battles and stuff that they that they're in, and, and so that that'll carry in Ukraine and uh, so wanting like to to have that in our minds as well for our prayers. <coughs> Reading about my dad in the Second World War, uh, they would uh, some sometimes they would have fifty fatal casualties a day in bad months, and then there's times that the Ukrainians have a hundred, especially May and June and July of last year. So, so as we can definitely say that what we understand to be the scale of the second world war is the, the Ukrainians are are experiencing. And there's a, a trope part of the martyrs, the land that is blessed or oh, that land is blessed into which has soaked your martyr's blood, as though taking a drink. So that's the English translation of Tophar we have about the, about the martyrs. That lamb is blessed, and to which it's soaked your martyr's blood, as if the lamb is drinking, taking a drink. And why I mentioned that is, uh, reading something in the First World War, there's a Canadian poet who's also challenged. Well, goodbye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's a sign from God to sleep. Stop. Okay, that's okay. If uh, if you're good, I'm good. Do you want to try my instead? Huh? No, I'll, I'll go. I'll project. All right. Okay. So, we have this prayer, and it's uh, about the martyrs shedding their blood uh, but very specifically Christian Christian martyrs like it's because you could be all sorts of martyrs right we know, and we know that and uh, but but you're murdering people or, or you're uh, murdering yourself as uh, suicide but it, so there's a very specific type of martyrdom that's that, that's only Christian and and it's almost a, a gift in, in that way And so this this Canadian chaplain for the first world war he goes, He's thinking about you know all the all of the craters that have been formed from from the artillery and and then uh, sometimes they'll fill up too with with water and it gets dirty and there's also blood in there and so so he had kind of a similar a similar phrase where he goes he has this image of a shell crater as a chalice as a cup and the blood of the soldiers as wine in that chalice so I, I found that. That uh, metaphor quite helpful as as the sacrifice again and then you're also linking your sacrifice with with the sacrifice of Christ and any other way as a prayer? Here we can think of the sacrifice of Christ and then, and then by extrapolation also sacrifices in our lives to, to think of in our history. Many of you know Canadians have in the Second World War more recently, and then of course what's happening in Ukraine. You should mention, by the way, that when we look at the cross and we say that Jesus freely chose that, chooses that free, he's faithful to the end, as we can see, it is consummated, free, faithful, total, his, his entire life, and fruitful, in the way in which they're mocking him because he's naked and he's, they can see that he's circumcised Jewish man and they're mocking him because he's not going to have, have what it was promised to Abraham of uh, descendants more numerous than the stars and and, and to the resurrection right, he, in, in that way, proving his great, great power and his great strength. So we use that in, in weddings. So we, we talk about, say, for example, the we a, a husband and wife in, in self-sacrifice, and in marriage. That, that's where the, the Christian uh, ideas of marriage from, is from, is from the cross. The resurrection of the body, our bodies, and my body, after a completely human death even a million years from now or, or five billion five billion years worth of hydrogen in, in the sun right so however that would be is possible because god has a body in the person of jesus christ a human body he received when he was conceived in his mother's womb upon her feet her her saying of be i latin where did it really encapsulate so much of Mary and, and Jesus is free and faithful and total and fruitful ascent to be on the cross is also it, my, my opinion is that he had such a role model in Mary because she does that first of saying yes I, I agree to become her free will acceptance to become a mother of God so, Jesus is growing prenatally. You know, as, as a human being, nine, nine months, is born a Christmas from Mary. He lives, he suffers, dies, and is bodily resurrected. So, that that phrase I wanted to, to link to that, the title of, of how it is that uh, that Jesus lives up to his name. There is, of course, as mentioned a few different ways, that Jesus and Mary. This this free will that becomes really classic human you know we have our our mind our intelligence we have our our reason all of the ways with our emotions and and relationships right and then there's this human free will that that goes along because of our, our human human reason so that's that's classic human characteristics and of course even even in governance you know, some governments would be better at, at uh, respecting that, and we know from recent experience that, that it's also easy easy for governments to trample to, to that. The Most High, of his own free will, enters the physical world in the flesh of a human being, in the usual way in which a child is conceived in this world. He becomes a human being in the person of Jesus Christ in the virginal womb of his mother. So of course the usual it meaning mean that, that his mother at conception carries him for nine months. The the mystery where really is is because God is his father, and the reason for that is is that renewing all of all of human nature just as, uh, just as from from the beginning with, with Adam and Eve. So that's quite a that's quite an important you know, non-negotiable principle for Catholics, especially especially that way of Mary. Uh, circumstances of her, of her conception. And So that's why I had wanted to have uh, on the, uh, the cover here of a, uh, an Annunciation icon, and then there's a fair number of, of prayers that uh, we're not get to, uh, which is okay because my intention too is to kind of give you more than when we could cover. It. But some of the prayers from, especially from Annunciation. God's free will to become a human being. And then Mary, in her beauty, in her purity, in her health, in her vibrant intelligence, which is a lively maiden, Mary also exercises her own free will decision. And thank you, Mary, what a good model she is, especially for young, young girls, young teenage girls, that, to have this attitude that that she has, especially to their own, to their own fertility, to their own femininity. Uh, when we speak of the word of glory, of slava, that uh, also, uh, after I decided on this, theme, I see it in, in scripture. And so there's uh, there's the of the, the last judgment that the Lord comes in His glory. Uh, so there's there's also that aspect uh, to the word of uh, glory and slava. And, and that uh, Matthew 25 is speaking about, you know, Lord, Lord, going to see you and what you do to the least and my my brethren you do to me. That that's also very, very much the gospel on, on, on human dignity. Yeah. There's, there's a line uh, I see here I mentioned for myself. To, to have it at the closing, uh, if I forget then, I'll, I'll say it now. Uh, in Ukrainian it goes, What's best in the is you know, arise, O Lord, and save me. You know, so that's that's kind of where we're where we're going. You know, calling upon the name of the Lord, going towards towards Easter, Lord. resurrect, O Lord, arise and save me. And in a Christmas at the cross kind of theme, so in the flesh that Jesus receives from Mary, his mother, and, and he is her son. She has this, we have this phrase in the prayers that Mary says, you are my son and my God, and that, that kind of prayer Our God suffers bodily on the cross as a lover of mankind. And and when you think of any time in history, even in our lives, our, our, our moment in history or era, or any any time in any culture, in any country, where there's especially innocent you know, people suffering, and of course, what goes with it, unjustly and you know excruciating suffering that, that in no way do they deserve. You can see, you can see the wisdom of uh, of Jesus dying on the cross in, in such an excruciating manner because he's he's already in that way saying you know Unite your your suffering. With mind, and then as a the lover of mankind, he liberates us from an exclusively physical life. So, in other words, we live in the body, but we have like our mind, our, our, our will, right? and then so so going up from there, you know, starting life in the five senses, right? And uh, we need to that like, that's non negotiable. Like, even as Christians, it's a Christian principle to say that don't hate your body, don't hate your life because we, we need to work we need to live, we need to work out our salvation through through the body. And then to say, you know, the animals have a physical body, but then we have something more that, that they don't that they don't have of the eternal eternal soul. And so uh, that's now where I'd like to uh, come to one of these here of on page eight where uh, where we have this shop from nativity. Uh, a few years ago, already now that it's, it's kind of dawned. I mean, what, what, what a great gem of, of wisdom this uh, this theme has! Because basically, you're saying that uh, it, so say for example, you're taking take the image of the magic. So they're scientists; they, they know what they're doing, and so their science leads them to something spiritual. So knowledge, you have you have the knowledge of the physical world and, and then it, it leads leads them to something spiritual, conversion, right? In terms of uh, praising God. So material being mean that word that we use for the birth of, of Christ, and then acknowledge and get it that way, Christ, our God. Sometimes you know, we want to say you know that sometimes we'll say that, you know Christ is my Savior, uh, but but for Catholics and Christian Catholics, there's lots of times where, where we're saying, an "Our," and not not, not any any way of our individuality, but acknowledging that that, that common relationship that we that we have. Made the light of knowledge dawn the world, and so so the paradox that we we could say for for a modern mind in, in terms of in terms of how do we learn things within you kind of go up for, you know information to knowledge to wisdom and then, then there's this contemplation of of god there's one one catholic uh, thinker that, who speaks like that uh, is up by 10. And so you're, you're going up with the degrees of knowledge and then to be able to see that, that connection between uh, really good knowledge and, and really good religion through it those who worship the stars were taught by a star To worship You, the Son of Righteousness. So that's why I say that through something physical, you you could have a make a spiritual connection or spiritual experience. As I was saying yesterday, we do that with the water baptism. We do that with the holy holy uh, like with the bread and wine. Uh, There's also ways in which we could say marriage that that happens, and ordination, the anointing of the sick, uh, especially. Well, for healing, but especially at those times when they really enter into eternal life. So, so this, uh, this theme uh, to, to be able to say that look how you know, really great religion and Christianity is, is such an asset as well to, to, to learning about, about the world. One uh, scientist has, has a phrase where she says that it's uh, because of Christianity that, that science, able, modern science is able to be. To be born, and one of the reasons for that is because you're starting with the physical. You're not, you're, you're not uh, neglecting if it's physical or just uh, dismissing it. And you're, you're looking, you're observing, you know, you're, you're seeing what's there, and then you're making your your conclusions. And so, if if, you, if you'd like to there's maybe kind of a, a little uh, little break in in uh, homily. I uh, will uh, will sing this as a as a prayer We're created by God, and everything is good. Uh, you know that, that phrase that we have at the at the cemetery. Uh, you know, earth, open up and receive the body formed from you by the hand of God. What is made in God's image, the Creator's already reclaimed and eternity to you what belongs to you. So that's that a, a, a you know, kind of a classic uh, you know, Christian understanding of, of being in a body and an eternal, eternal soul and on uh, the back here I have, have this poem from G.K. Chesterton and uh, so he's you know, speaking very specifically about uh, animals in the, in the physical world and then because, uh, because Christ is asking you know, is going to be riding on the donkey on, the East, on the Palm Sunday so, so the donkey suddenly has a special place in the world we kind of have, have this in our Ukrainian customs where you know, sort of that like, uh, uh, Ukrainian folk custom that at midnight and Christmas Eve uh, you know, the animals would, would be talking. So you have to treat them better. Uh, uh, that that kind of idea. And, and there's this some Ukrainian Christmas Carol with uh, books that is done. Like, and uh, that, that, that would be my favorite Christmas Carol. My my mom's favorite Christmas Carol would have been uh, The I so of Vienna. Somebody else said like that one, The Flame novena And I, I think my dad's. Favorite was "Nanami uh, and and the reason I think he liked it the most because he was always upset when the choir couldn't sing it properly. <laughs> so, I figured, so oh that, he must really like that, that song because he wants to hear it. Uh, he wants to hear it. And so, one one time I was okay looking at the words, and, and, and in that song, at the spiritual level, there's this uh, phrase of "Natsila Silla." back uh, back then there's more than us who's the lit is the So the you know the, the the entire strength of hell cannot separate us from, from the love of God. So they kind of paraphrasing you know scripture in, in that and so I thought, oh gee that's not allowing you know, in Dad's absence so you know after he died you say, Okay I can hang on to, to something like that as as, uh, as something that for happening but that you would you would want me to find find uh, uh, valuable, and of course the the "The Young Madonna," because it's a Marian song, and and all of these different all of these different aspects to it, and quite often it is uh, Christmas carols. you have we have with the singing so beautifully, and and Purtosa becomes oh, he's dressed as Saint, he's the old man is rocking Jesus to bed. so so he kind of he, he kind of Somehow in that way, probably, uh, but, but, but the, the beauty of that we have the Christmas carols, and in this one of uh, books that is, I so they're talking there about you know, really uh, again, it's kind of like glory to God uh, announcing the birth of Christ, and, and uh, so so how it goes to uh, the two time hell it sort gets us, so the, the angels are, are proclaiming that you know, the mystery and the wonder. You cannot sing. You cannot It's me. It's not the other one. It's me. Tutankhamun, so the, the uh, oxen are, are trembling because because they realize who who their who their God and who is God. Uh, what time that happened to me? Okay, sorry, what, what time that happened to me with uh, visiting the really Holy There's a dog in the house in, in Wing and the dog's so riding all over the place. And then I call to the communion, and start to say the praise and God sits down. He <laughs> sits down at uh, really quiet. So I say, Oh okay, the, the dog knows who's, who's our creator and and, uh, and master. So it, so in this song there's this carol that the donkey is kind of apart from the rest in terms of where his frame of mind is and also uh, So he's, he's he's really deep in thought and and he's pondering something, and uh, so I say, know, oh, I wonder what they had meant by that, uh, again, in terms of mystery, and uh, maybe it's something like that, that type of a song where G.K. Chesterton got, got this idea for, for the donkey. So here's here's a poem, The, the Donkey by G.K. Chesterton. When fishes flew in the forest, walked, and figs grew upon thorn, some moment when the moon was flooded, then surely I was born. With monstrous head and sickening cry and ears like errand wings, the devil's walking parody on all four-footed things. The tattered alcohol of the earth, the veins and crooked will starved, scourge, deride me. I am dumb, I'll keep my secret still. Fools, for I also have my hour. One far fierce hour and sweet. There was a shout about my ears and palms about my feet. Well that the way he touched it and had, a, had a way that we in terms of our our salvation and also all of all of creation. Uh, very often in our prayers of Mary this theme of of renewal, of renewal of creation. So I'm this one. One phrase that uh, even this one's from from Epiphany. He has appeared to renew all creation, and in Mary uh, is also always associated with, with renewal. So, so that idea that no matter what our chronological age, we could always experience this renewal. And so, on page five, we have have this. Uh, we have this prayer, and uh, it's used. Uh, Whenever we have with the uh, the Divine Liturgy of Saint Basil the Great, and uh, so he's written it, and uh, in that great classic kind of tradition of of combining, you know, high Ukrainian culture, really good, really good uh, inspiration and culture, uh, so we have this melody that that comes from Dolnitsky, and so there is an area, you know, in, in Ukrainian music, in some ways. In every era, when they had the and Dolnytsky, and, and there would be a few others that you would know about from from you know, several hundred years ago. They're just incredible inspiration, and and, and in that way, a lot of a lot of their work would, would have been scriptural. So in you are full of grace. So hailing hailing her as Gabriel would have and uh, grace is also associated with Jesus so it's you know, full of graces, full of, full of Jesus all creation rejoices so there we go, human beings and, and the world Any, anything you want to think of from outer space and you know, from, the, from the planets, you, you go outward into that macrocosm or inward, you know, especially sometimes people will say you think it's, it's, it's quite the thing to be learning about uh, uh, you know about space and about about the galaxies. It was far incredible. Is learning about you know, how we take this as human beings. All creation rejoices. The angelic ranks and all the human race. So by the angelic ranks that they you know they kind of have with their with the cherubim, seraphim, and, and the others that they would that they would have the the archangels and the angels. Sanctified temple and spiritual paradise. So that idea that, that a human being could be just as much of a temple as, as any any you know, incredible you know temple made made by human beings. And so of course even you know sometimes non Catholics if they will will uh, see the Tabernacle and then you can see to them, well you know we have this uh, especially from uh, from Hebrews. And, and they'll say, "Oh yeah, we do and so it's, it's kind of a nice ecumenical explanation as well, or connection, to be able to, to see from, from the, the tabernacle and to Mary and, and of course from the Ark of the Covenant and then there's St. There's Paul's phrase, don't you know that you're the temple of the, of the living God? Well, you know you could be forgiven for not knowing it is one of those things that you could learn or life experience you kind of lose and and, and to regain that innocence and, and that purity and to be able to see God. Virgin's pride and boast, from whom God is made flesh and became a little child. like this, that, that translation where God became a, a little child. There's one English poem, I could think of some of it, where was little lamb, who made you? And you know, Christ made you. Me uh, a little child, and you a lamb, and of course the way the poem goes there that that also Christ Himself would be as a lamb. He who is our God before the ages. So there's that one one phrase that we could learn a lot in our knowledge, right, in, in our wisdom. And then there comes a there come some of the phrases from Scripture where Saint Paul is saying <coughs> and some of these things are beyond intellectual understanding, but they're still true. Beyond, uh, before the ages, He made your womb a throne, and He made it wider than all the heavens, because there's this idea of characteristic of God that nothing, nothing can contain. And then here it's contained in, in Mary, His Mother. In you, full of grace, all creation rejoices, and even even uh, acknowledging that way the glory, glory to Mary as well. Okay. okay, so here another little break from from, uh, and will uh, we'll go through this. <clears throat>
1: Oh
0: Uh, at, to read at home, on base there's a few that I, I could explain. Uh, this also uh, comes along with that idea of being in the physical world, spiritual, like uh, soul, and then also that way of, uh, of acknowledging that you know that, that God is our creator. So of course you we know love the birds and the bees, right? Mary knew the birds and the bees. She tells she tells Gabriel, you know, don't trick me. You know, I I know what we're talking about, I know who I am, I know what marriage is, I know where babies come from, right? And and so all of that and then and then the way he, he goes from there to, to convince her of you know that, that this is you know God the father wanting you to be the you know the mother of God. So same thing for us at, at, in a Christian marriage, on on ten here. Do you accept children of your of your marriage? God willing. So so that, that idea too that we, we, we we, we know how fertility works, and yet and yet we uh, acknowledge that way that every child comes, comes from God. And the second quote from uh, baptism is, is in the same idea. Enter, just talking to the mother. This is one, one moment in the baptism that I, that I really appreciate that it's, it's for you as, as the mother. Enter into the house of God, adore him who has granted that you should bear a child. So that, that idea of, of also really acknowledging uh, yeah, uh, in the physical life that we're uh, really becoming you know, our existence from God. And then and then there's uh, yeah. Pope Paul VI in Himanabiti, he has this phrase uh, marriage, then, is far from being the effect of chance or the result of blind evolution of natural forces is in reality the wise and provident institution of God the Creator, whose purpose was to effect in man his love and design. As a consequence, husband and wife, through the mutual gift of themselves, which is specific and exclusive to them alone, develop a union of two persons in which they perfect one another, cooperating with God in the generation and rearing of, of, new, life, of new lives. So that, that idea of yeah, we with God, and a few, a few other quotes there. As you can tell, that in in, uh, in ministry or in uh, responding to vocation, that uh, uh, in the last few years, these have been been themes that have been great, uh, really good for me, very helpful, very very life giving in terms of in terms of nourishment as a, yeah as a, as a Christian as a, a, a Catholic, as a husband, as a, a, a priest. Okay. Uh, by way of wrapping things up and, and kind of thinking already, we're focusing, you know, in terms of pretty soon for Holy Week, next a little bit about Sunday, uh, Holy Week with, the, especially with the, with the institution of the Holy Eucharist and the priesthood, and then our Lord in Gethsemane and, and that same for us, you know. Lord, we may we never be be a Judas. You know that that kind of that kind of prayer. I have this quote on page four, uh, a bit of a poem by Lesia and uh, she. And it turns out that she wrote lots of lots of uh, plays and poems that, that are really based on, on scripture. And so Patriarch Stratislav was asked by a, a leading. A Ukrainian writer Oksana Zabushko to, to to talk about them to read them and to talk about them and, and, and uh, put them into a book and, and so he, he they, they did that and, and this is one of one of uh, what they have done and uh, where from where will come our strength and uh, by lesson, Ukrainian this is this is a, an excerpt she calls it an apocryphal. So so basically, it's, it's something you know uh, spiritual but didn't happen in in uh, in history the way uh, the way the, you know, the, the canonical gospels uh, would, would have happened. So she takes a few liberties. She she makes Simon uh, of Cyrene a carpenter instead of a farmer. But of course, as your farmers you know, you're quite often you're also carpenters. Yeah. So 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 this uh, what she's doing. And then in his life, uh, things are so difficult, he's decided to concentrate on a word, and then he said afterwards, but, I made this cross too heavy, so let me carry it. Again, so kind of saying that I did do a good job. And then the punchline, you could say for our purposes here, at the very end, is is this burst of energy that he takes that he wasn't expecting, that uh, that he takes the cross, and then he's, he's determined to carry it, and then suddenly, He's, he's able to know anything he's ever known of, of work or exhaustion, he's, he's he has this this renewal which kind of fits that way with, with the theme we're saying is yes, in, in our life in, in Christ and, and with Mary as that model. So here here's the uh, the poem and then, then we'll do uh, a little bit as we did last night with uh, with that one prayer on the two from. Uh, for the sake of your soul for passion our Petra uh, Pive him and then uh, Father Basil and I with uh, the anointing for, for healing uh, as an incredible you know, sacrament and gift that we have to, to be able to, to share uh, with each other as Christians and very specifically to invoke saints to invoke Christ uh, for healing in, in your life at any level, physical relationship, emotional psychological no spirit, soul. Okay. From where will come our strength? By lesson, Kalika. An excerpt. You there, Yell the Praetorian guards. Get up, or are you? Did you fall asleep? Their whips unfurl through the air like serpents. Red streaks emerge as skins, seeping through his clothes. The unfortunate man only manages a deliberate reply. The cross is too heavy for me. I have no more strength. He then collapses, face first, into the dusty road. The Praetorian Guard raises his whip, but halts mid swing when someone unexpectedly grabs his arm. Wait! Who are you? screams the soldier. How dare you! I'm a carpenter. The cross is so heavy because of me. That's why I must carry it now. Let me take it. I won't charge any money for this work. No one stops him. He reaches for the cross. The hunts in his carpenter's back now distinctly straightens. His taw and leather hands engage the task. His eyes ignite once more with the gaze that had only just recently grown dim. The worker directs the cross towards Balbathar with a vigorous fire of a deep and profound grief. Step by step, resolute, determined. Everything he has ever known of labor for a cross.